between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. blessing of your word and the blessing of your spirit. But I will thank you for the grace which you have given us. Thank you, Father, for giving us the ability to come to you. But I pray that we exalted. But I will pray tonight, Lord, as we come together or come into your word, we ask, Father, that you will shine your light in the name of Jesus. Father, I will pray tonight that you, you will give us your blessings. Amen. You will bless us with your word. Father, that Amen. you would increase us inwardly again. Amen. Father, you will also increase us in understanding. Amen. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, for all spiritual understanding tonight. That I want to understand your will. Amen. You want to come into understanding of your word. Amen. Father, I want to help us wherever we are in need of help, O oh Lord. Even concerning our growth, concerning our foundation, in the name of Jesus. Father, I will pray, O oh Lord, that you will open our eyes. You would help us, Lord, again tonight to come into you the allocations of your mercy for your blessings, which you have predestinated in the Spirit concerning today, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that by your Spirit we'll come into the allocation of growth which you have proposed in your heart for today for each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray. Lord, that you will give us meekness, O oh Lord. Amen. Even to, to, to come humbly before you, even to, to hear and to receive from Amen. you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because you answered our prayer tonight. For in Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped and prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, I welcome everyone here tonight. Uh, can you just say hello to thy neighbor? Hello. Hi, neighbor. Greet each other with a lovely, neighbor. warm neighbor. welcome. Neighbor. There's a neighbor <laughs> that is not yet a neighbor. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of us are happy to be here tonight? Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to continue from uh, where we stopped. And uh, I know last Saturday we started talking about justification, which is by faith. Uh, but I felt in my heart that I need to draw back a little bit in the sense that I've not really, really talked much um, or I'll say I think I've moved a little bit further concerning um, what we are learning and even though it will all come together it is uh, I think it's something we'll catch up with again Amen, Amen. because uh, although I think it's still tied to what we are learning but the focus itself 
it's not because of uh, sorry <laughs> the the focus itself is actually um, from the fate of the sun, the transition in there, and how God actually moves us. And I think we began to to learn that, and I'm just hoping that my wisdom, God will help us to to join further from there tonight. Amen. Amen. Um, before I continue, <clears throat> I like to ask: um, Does anybody you know concerning now? I'm I'm very particular about uh, the previous meetings. Um, does anybody have any question concerning the previous meetings? And if there is something that is not yet understood concerning what we've been teaching you know, regarding transitioning from faith to faith of the Son, um, if there's any question that we have in our heart concerning those teachings specifically, amen. amen. Any question? Amen. Amen. So, I take it there's no question. Okay. Amen. Amen. You know, this is not a, a marriage ceremony or as it says, speak <laughs> or forever with your peace. But I mean, um, if we have anything to to ask, it would be nice to ask. Amen. Amen. So, I take it that we all understood what we've been saying. Hmm? It's well understood. It's, all, it's well understood. Amen. And the reason why I'm asking is because I really want us to, to get it very well. Okay? So if, if there's any way we are not yet, something is still not, um, it's a good time to ask so we can, you know, I mean, if we spend the whole year clarifying this, it's not a waste. So. Um, I know we've learned a lot uh, since we started this year. And of course, I mean, look, maybe I have a question for you guys. Are, are we seeing the transition maybe from the teachings, just the, the growth process, right? Uh, when we're growing up spiritually. Okay, so we see the, the transition of things. We are seeing the progression of things. Okay. So we are seeing it. Okay. So we see it. All right. And then you guys have no question, so it's well understood. So I will assume that uh, no, we under oof, we understand the previous teachings, <clears throat> and wherever the Holy Spirit leads us to to teach, we will teach. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm just still waiting for direction in my heart, but <clears throat> I will start from where I stopped on Saturday as well as last Tuesday. So we'll go to Galatians chapter two. Amen. And I read from verse 16. Although this 16 is very tempting, I try and resist and move to verse 20 that we are talking about. Amen. So it says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. So by the faith of Jesus Christ. So clearly here, what this verse states is that there is a faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. So there is a faith of Jesus Christ. Right? So a man is not justified by the works of the law, 
but by the faith of Jesus Christ. So the scripture is telling us clearly here that justification is by the faith of Jesus Christ. And my and the emphasis here is the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So of course that now brings us into a whole new conversation about what that faith is. Amen. Amen. So of course this is not the only point in scripture where they made reference to this faith that is of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So of course you notice that in scripture, especially in Hebrews chapter 1, they didn't say faith in Jesus. What they say is faith towards God. So therefore, moving on, on to perfection, let us Okay, let, sorry, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us move on, on to perfection. Not laying again, not laying again the foundation of faith. Okay, let me read it. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Amen. I think what I might try and what I might, I don't know yet, try and do is. Ah, that is not bad. You see, because what I'm seeing myself doing is still a little bit talking about differentiating faith and faith of the same. <laughs> but now going more doctrinal. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Hebrews chapter chapter 1. And it's good to also have these references, right? Because most of the time when people... And, and, and again, these references is not just for us to just quote it and we'll be happy and wonder that there's something that we'll go with. Amen. Amen. The reason for these references and to also teach these things is so that we can take these scriptures, these reverence, references, study, take it, meditate on them for understanding. Amen. One thing in particular with understanding is that if you don't meditate on scriptures, If you don't meditate, you hardly, you hardly would get an understanding from that scripture. Amen. Amen. So sometimes, when we are reading scripture and then we're like, I don't understand this, I don't understand this thing. What does it say? Take time and begin to meditate on the word. Amen. Now, how to feel him, how to feel him, how to feel him. Amen. 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 Uh, I believe what the Spirit of the Lord is saying is He wants to teach us how to study, how to read from what He's saying. Amen. Um, because you know, most of the time we struggle with the word. I mean, and I notice it's, it's a. Because we, we, a lot of times we ignore what what medi- what it what it takes or what it means to meditate. In short, where a lot of where a lot of work gets done is in meditation. When it comes to, you know, when it, the way meditation is, what I would liken meditation to, or meditating upon the word, what I would liken it to, is when you have 
it's, it's like you have a very, very hard substance that you want to soften. Amen. Amen. And in order to soften, you need to keep hitting that that thing until it becomes soft. I don't know. I'm trying to look for Im- that's the image in my head, but I don't have any example. Who, who knows anything like that? You can remind me. Nobody. But I mean, I'm trying to give us a visual image of it, right? Let's say a, a, a material is is when you say is malleable. Yes, means you can beat it to shape, right? Or you can manipulate the shape of, of that. So there are metals that are malleable, meaning that if they have a particular shape they want, they can actually hammer on it to to force that metal into that particular shape that they want. That's the same way uh, meditation is. So what you, when you are when you are meditating, what you are really doing is you are hitting the things to shape in you. Amen. So, when, let's say you, if, if, if you say you, you are, let's say if anybody ha, you know, noticed that they are, they are having issues when it comes to, to understanding, or maybe just a Bible passage is difficult to understand, right? One of the things that we can do is we begin to meditate on it, meditate on it, meditate on it, meditate on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because the the okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. The things of God God help me. The things of God is not meant to be understood casually. Or carnally, or with the carnal mind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, what am I saying? When I say with the carnal mind, I'm not talking about a, a, a carnal Christian or being or, or or being lovers of the world. I'm talking about using our cerebral mind, right? The things of God is not designed. To be understood in that realm, then you, you now realize that you notice that there's a whole lot of things you can do with the natural mind, with the physical mind, with our thought, our mind, our cerebral, that is not that has nothing to do with, with the spiritual. Right? I you notice that there's a lot we can do with it, and you notice that when you begin to engage your mind. Right, it can begin to give itself to the natural. And and funny enough, see that thing where if something is not on, if something is not clear to you cerebrally, it's difficult to assimilate it spiritually. Or if if it if it's not clear to you cerebrally, could be an hindrance to spiritual understanding. Right. Now, part of the part of why things are like that, or let me put it this way, that thing in itself is 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 an installation of Satan to fight against faith. Amen. You notice that the moment you begin to look inwardly, 
You begin to move into territories of faith. Does that make sense? Why? Because your soul, you can't see it, but you know it's there. Even unbelievers know there's a soul. Why? If you look into TVs, you know, conversations in the world, you know everybody talks about soul. Oh, your soul. Come on. Want to sell your soul? Just for money? Come on. I thought we were bigger than that. You're my friend, you know? I didn't know you can do that to me. No. For us, I like to watch what you say. Does that sound like a, a scene? Right? Come on. I didn't know that you could sell your soul, man. Come on, bro. I thought, I th I thought we are brothers. Right? There are all kinds of... <laughs> You see all kinds of things. And but you see clearly there that there's the the world can't deny the existence of the soul. They can't. If they want to, it's just pure out of is it hatred or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. But or or living in so much denial. The soul is so real and yet is the most is the most mysterious part of man to man. It's not as if we have an idea there's a soul. But when it comes to the ah, let me not use that word. When it comes to the little little details, the minutes, the workings, the operations, the manifestations of, of the soul, how the soul works, all those things becomes a mystery. But and I believe it is God at least allowed the knowledge of the soul to be at least available in the secular world. Why? Because it's almost like it's a pointer to something. So the secular world will understand, oh, so, but it is very, it's very, in, in a way, it is very, is it superficial, I say, it is very surface. They just talk about the soul. But they know one thing about the soul, that the soul has to do with your judgment. But that's why they will say, oh, did you sell your soul for that money? Oh, come on, you betrayed me, man. Right? They've, what you're saying, that they've, they've attached judgment to the soul. So, there's a way they know that some part of us that has to do with our person and how we decide to make things or our judgment in a way is related to the soul. But they can never tell you and begin to bring things out and begin to separate it for you when it comes to the soul. You just tell your soul and then it's almost as if the world relates with the soul in a way, in, a, in an invincible way, right? Whereby it is there but it's not there. So they just work with the, like, there's like the working knowledge of the soul in the secular world. But we just don't know details about that area. Even, how, how can the secular world, even when we Christians don't even know that area? We, that this old scripture, all you carry Genesis to Revelation, all you just see there is so, 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 so. Yeah? Genesis, so. I mean, of course, when you are reading the book of uh, Genesis, Exodus, you are reading Moses, you are reading all the prophets, you don't see so. Right, but it's so that they're talking about. See this whole Bible here. Yeah. What is telling you and me is that there's something in the soul. You notice that they don't talk too much about the spirit. They say it, but not too much. You know, notice that they talk a lot about the soul and the body, the soul and the body, the soul and the body, because see those two parts of man, right? They are the part that needs to be taken. Amen. Those are territories that need to be taken. 
That is the place where dominion of God ought to rest in. Why? Because, see those two places is where all this problem in this world is springing from. Eh? Wherever you see war, wherever you see sickness, wherever you see sadness, wherever you see all these, all these issues, that's where they are coming from. And do you know that the scripture tells us that? Right? In Proverbs, it says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows what? All the issues of life. They are not talking about Christian alone. They are talking about everybody that has a soul or that has a heart. And you know the heart is actually part of the soul. The heart and the mind. The heart is the deepest part of the soul. When you talk about a soul, right? The heart is like the throne. The heart is the summary of the soul. Amen. So if the heart is taken, the soul is taken. Amen. So, they are telling us in scripture that the soul is where all the issues of life. Of course, if there's issues of life, then of course, name any issue of life on the earth. You can trace it back to the soul. Is it that somebody is worried that they don't have child? Somebody is worried that they don't have money. Somebody, anything, just issue, any, anything called issue. So, amen. amen. So inside the soul lies a whole lot of things. Amen. The soul, the body needs to be taken because God's dominion ought to sit upon men. Amen. Amen. So, those areas need to be taken. And you can't just take it. Right? Go to a certain process on how those things ought to be taken. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, I think I should go back quickly to that, that meditation just to emphasize on it a little bit, right? In the sense that to to get things or to get to get the word to get understanding right or to get to get access to God's mind and thought we need to, we need to transition from just the outward to the inward parts amen so we need to transition from the outward to the inward part of the man. So the outward is when we receive information, right? Just like we go to school, right? Now, we can use that area in school very well. And, and it's so funny that you can be so, ex, you can excel in that area, in the, in the natural, no course, natural occupation, but we can be failing woefully when it comes to the spirit. Or spiritual things which we are actually designed for. Amen. And as I was explaining, you know, just trying to explain or connect the thing uh, about the soul, right? Is it is Satan that actually made us to move from inward awareness more outwardly. So now began to teach us how to focus on 
the things we see, the natural things, cars, uh, no, we are curious about things. Let's, let's search it out. Now, we are, tr- we are trying to search God without a spiritual point, without a spiritual dose upon, upon our interaction with things. Amen. You know, the, the soul is what puts almost, is, is, the soul almost put like a spiritual, is it fragrance or ointment to, to interaction with things. How you know a man is spiritual is because of the way the soul behaves. It's, if you want to know, okay, are you a spirit? Okay, how do you know you're a spirit? Check the soul. All the information of what the spirit is, is in the soul. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that man is a spirit, but information in the spirit doesn't just express itself. It needs the soul to interface with the spirit, get that thing out, and then bring it into the natural. So, it, the soul itself is, this is a spiritual aspect of man. Right? That can touch both the spirit and then the natural. So, if, let's say, people don't know, okay, I don't know I'm a spirit. Well, I can tell you that, just, just begin to learn how, how the soul behaves. You now realize that it's spiritual. I know it's spiritual is that the soul has the ability to see things that is not written. Yeah? Is that something? I think that's interesting. Interesting. The soul has the ability to see things. In short, the soul functions by faith. Amen. How? Typically, you can be sitting down here and you can literally transport yourself to places. And how you do that is because you are moving into things spiritually. So you can be here now, and all you are thinking about is maybe a biscuit that you want to eat in the in a particular place. You no, know, maybe there's a, maybe 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 you, you you put it maybe somewhere. I don't know. Maybe you put it under your under your desk, and then maybe let's say you are in class and you are getting tired, and all of a sudden you just remember that biscuit. They begin to think about literally. Maybe you are in class, you've led that class, you've moved to your room, you've moved straight to where that biscuit is hidden, and that's where you are. But naturally, you are on the same, you are in one spot, you are not, you are, physically, you've not moved. And the, the, and this is where witchcraft not now works, whereby, no, okay, let me explain that. This new age religion that is, is coming everywhere these days. Where they tell you, you can astral project, you can, you know, you can. Uh, it's like, are you, do you be where? Are you people started hearing all those stories? New age. New age. <laughs> it's a new age religion. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, they started talking about aliens, they talking about all kinds of religions, they started talking about spirit and guides, right? They started talking about um, something, I forgot what they call it, but items that, um, that is tied to spirit. All those things is they are just magnifying what the soul can do using evil spirit. So majorly, I'm talking about all this the astral projection, whereby they produce, what they do is they, they make their spirit soul leave their body and they begin to float in the spiritual realm. It's possible, but it's, it's not. It is not lawful for a soul to do that. The only time that is allowed 
right, is when Holy Ghost allows that to happen. Whereby Holy Ghost can move you out of, or can move you out of your body, to have an out-of-body experience, right? but you're not in the hospital about to die. Right? Like, it's almost like, let me put it this way, Holy Spirit can activate the gift of descending of spirit, which is to say to the spiritual realm, in such a way that you can have closed eye visions. Or sometimes you can have even open visions. Right? Now, to, to, to give us a spiritual ref or a scriptural reference is when Paul said there is a man I know, whether in the body or out of the body, I know not. Because there's two. It's possible to be in the body and be seen into the spirit. It's possible for God to move you out of your body. And then your body will be okay while you are out. But you now notice that for people that do astral projections, one of the things that is common, I'm not saying people should go and be listening to all these things now because, and I know there, there was a time, I just stumbled upon it. And I just said, let me, let me, let me, let me figure out. Now, if, don't go and be reading this and be listening to these things. If, not, that's not, I'm not even going to put any if there. Just don't go there. Simple. Amen. Now, don't go and open yourself up to spirit. Now, so those things, those things are almost, well, it's almost, those things are very demonic in such a way that people that, that do it, not, it's almost as if they have a sense that something's about to happen to their body. And they felt that if anything happened to their body, they, are, they will actually die and won't be able to return to their body. So they'll just be forever lost. And they said there's a, like a tiny thread that they, they notice that is flowing from them that ties them to their body. It's a spiritual thing. Now, some people, now, which witches do that when they are going for their meetings, right? Through evil spirit. <laughs> um, but most importantly, people that have not, and this, and this is again, is how you know that this is just purely by evil spirit. Is that even if you are not really, really like a practicing witch with like you know they talk here in this world, you can still astral project, right? So that's why it is not safe to move and delve into all those kind of things. But what I'm trying to bring out of here is that it is the is the, the ability of the soul that they're magnifying in the sense that you can be somewhere in the spirit without actually being there physically with our mind. Right, and that is why the the mind is a very that mind mind heart mind that is a very powerful part of man. In short, all of you, we can we can summarize a man by just everything you think about. And you notice that Paul began to reference bringing down imaginations. Now, imaginations are imaginations, right? That, that's the like it's 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 a world of images. So you can literally create movie in your mind, and that area, eh? That area. Now you see that cre- when people are creative, they have to use that place. Create, and that's also almost tapping into some kind of human, human. When I say create, 
When you say creativity, it's actually it's actually a thing that is, is, is installed in the soul. You can awoken it in certain areas. That's why some people can be creative in an area, some in an area, and some may not be creative in the same area that some is creative at, right? And then you know, you hear things like creative art. Who people have studied art, creative art, right? See, some people can create things, right? That they, ah, you can, that you've never seen. You can, yeah, that's that's valid. You can create things you've never seen before, right? Or somebody can just sit down and stand here, look at the whole room, and all of a sudden create things, decors, arrangement, moving. How do they, how do you, how do you, how, do you, how did that happen? Mind, spirit can bring all those things. Not in short, there's something. See anything that is in this area called mind eh? is a world of spirit. Inspirations, things can flow from there. And, that, and this also can flow into careers. It can. In short, most of the, most of the things people use in the natural world is actually is, 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 is a sign of something that is there in the spirit. But I don't think I'm going to talk about that today, right? Because when you begin to search, when you saturate a mind with images, the, the image the image begins to create nations, or it become nations, and and that's funny thing. You see, with image with imaginations, you can bring many things. You can do good. You can do bad. Why? Do you know that suspecting your brother or your sister? It's a part of imagination. Yes, sir. Suspicion. Hmm? Um, Suspicion. In a way, looks like a revelation. But they're not the same. So, you know, maybe when somebody maybe carry water, right? Your water, let's say you have a water you want to drink in a cup. That's the only water left. You left it on the table. And then somebody just came and picked it up, drank it. And then be like, does this person not know that that's my water? But you can create scenarios that is not true and believe it. And when they call you, oh, sorry, you don't like that, you will still see everything, you will believe everything you've thought of. And when you are relating with them, it's what you believe you'll be using to deal with people. But it ought not to be so. And that's why we should be very careful in that area. Amen. Now, why did I get here? I'm talking about meditation. Now, I guess I'm trying to explore this area just to, sh- to show us how the soul works. I mean, I'm, ah, time has gone now. I'm not even touching message, today's message, and I'm talking about imagination. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I guess I'm, I'm just saying this because I want us to, to, to see this aspect of, of med- meditating upon the word. See that word, if we can master it well, that's actually how we can begin to engage. Engage spiritual things and begin to move into a more, moving more into a spiritual mind. Not just, but but that that spiritual mind is needed for God to saturate us or saturate our, our, our knowledge world with his things. Now, when you begin to meditate on the word, what begins to happen is 
gradually in the spirit things begin to open up for you sometimes you need to tarry on meditating it may start with a very simple thought simple but that simple thought begin will begin to expand now you cannot start thinking on scripture right or let me say you a typical example is when maybe you're thinking about a message, right? That or thinking about maybe a scripture was me- mentioned in a message, or maybe you're just reading and you're just you know, reading and you, no- you notice, hmm, there's something about this here that I don't understand, right? Pick it, begin to meditate upon it. Meditate. You can you can start line by line, line by line, line by line. When you begin line by line. Don't worry, there's no rush. It's by grace. And sometimes you can meditate on some things for, for days, weeks. Sometimes, eh, when we're about to have meetings, most of the time, I'm not even, I'm, I'll come here and talk, but sometimes I'm just meditating on certain things. Even sometimes the things that were thought, I'll be able to meditate on them again. Again. If, 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 maybe perhaps, maybe there's something maybe that, that I didn't see. Maybe there's something that I didn't say right. No, just keep, I'll still meditate on it again, again, again. And sometimes that actually brings a breakthrough for what we're going to say next. Then I realized that. And I realized, oh, okay, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not doing it in such so that I can come and be preaching this to you, anybody. It's just done, just for my own personal growth. Now, it's to make sure that I actually understand what the scripture is saying. Now, judging things in the scripture, now, that will allow me to establish truth. Amen. So when I look at this angle, think about it, or I'm thinking about the scripture, I think about meditate upon it, then I check it with another scripture. Or I wait on the spirit to bring forth another scripture concerning what what I'm thinking can be as simple as what does it mean to have faith? And I'm like, you know, well, I know what it means to have faith before is this. Okay, what does it mean to have faith? I can just start from it. Then all of a sudden, as I'm meditating, all of it, it's almost as if the spirit is waiting for you to do that. Then, Holy Spirit begins to it begins to hijack your mind, and it begins to it begins to lift things for you inside Scripture. But where problem is that some of us we are not we are not patient enough to to tarry on upon the word. It's almost as if when we are reading we are reading it, we are in a rush for revelation to drop. Hmm. The revelation to I think I think. This one, revelation, 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 revelation. Yeah. Must drop, must drop, must drop. Now, I'm saying this, I don't know, I don't even know why I'm saying this today, which is very strange. I'm saying this just, you know, I guess, well, Holy Spirit said, the Lord to teach us. It's Holy Spirit that said there's no meal. Please, sorry. If you have any issues, please, can you please take it up with the Spirit? Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm just but a messenger. Amen. Amen. So we take on, we meditate upon the word, and we keep me. Now, most of growth, that's where it comes from. Or when it's a growth in understanding, that's mostly where that comes from. 
I'm, I don't know why. Maybe I should just talk about it. Well, I will see Shah. Because of Fatamahalo Vehema. The reason why I'm saying this is because see this area of meditation. There's something about it. I'm, I'm holding it on purpose because it's around fate of the sun. But maybe I should not talk. Maybe I should not hold it. I will just explain as it is and then however it flows, we'll see. Right? In the sense that you notice that when it comes to fate of the sun, one of the things that is evident is knowledge. You notice I mentioned when we started and we're reading First uh, Peter chapter 2. Right? And we notice that how God will give us life and godliness is through the knowledge. See that knowledge of 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 him, right? That knowledge of him. Or, or okay, the, the, what they call knowledge of him there. They didn't use the word knowledge of him. They use the knowledge of knowledge of Christ and God. But let, let's read it. Can we just open it? First Peter chapter. Oh, sorry, Second Peter chapter one. Amen. It's like I'm still producing. So second Peter chapter one. Now read from verse three. It says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. And then in verse 1 it says, Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God. Right? And of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Through what? Of God and of Jesus our Lord. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus. There are two things they are talking about there. I'm not saying we have two gods. They're talking about two knowledges. Which when you look at those things inside a soul, it is the coming of God into a soul. Amen. I know I mentioned about God coming to his soul here when we read John chapter 14 that says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Right? So how God, how Christ comes again to us is through knowledge. Now, when it comes through knowledge, it is that knowledge that will bring him down physically. So when you're looking about end time, Abby, and you're looking for Jesus coming again in the cloud, eh? don't, don't look for it too much when Jesus has not descended into men. You won't see that one. If So what, what the scripture calls rap, what, what, okay, of course you won't see that, but what they call, what, the, the, the meaning of rapture is to be taken. Right? That's what it means, to be taken. And there's a place they are taking you. They are taking you up. I thank you, Jesus. You know we're talking about plane. And it take, a plane takes off. 
a plane taking off is to be taken. So when a plane is taken off, like it's going up into the sky, into the air, right? And I use faith to explain all the preparation that takes place before a plane begins to move into the air, right? So now, when a plane, when or when we are about to move, when we are taken, when we are raptured, when before, or let me say, the process of rapture, right, is that before you are taken up, knowledge of Jesus needs to come into the soul. And I know there's a whole lot of, not a whole lot of, I know some conversations that talks about this rapture, you know, that but we don't believe in rapture, all those things. But and when you now look at it, the issue they have is with the word. Know what the word means. Right? The issue they really have is just, and that's how you detect some carnal interpretation of scripture. When you just take word, like just take word and then Maybe you say something like, just take that word. Don't take you don't now you don't take the revelation, the light of it. So if someone just hears somebody say uh, what's it called rapture now? Just because just ordinarily because they have that grievance against that word. They, they, no matter what the understanding that is being said. No, 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 no. Wait, calm down. Okay, they say rapture. What are they talking about? Exactly. Understand what it is. Then you now see arguments like it's not in the Bible. Blah blah blah. Okay. But this Bible infers something like that. Yes. And personally, I still believe that people will be taken. That I'm not saying I'm not saying that it won't happen. But one thing that is clear and it is evident in scripture is that what the scripture calls rapture is the rapture of the soul. And when they take the soul, the soul is taken up. Amen. So we must be taken, amen. And now, for us to be taken up, right, or how we are taken up, how we are taken up is by the downloading of Christ into a soul. So, like I said, two things ought to two so two knowledges needs to come into the soul. First knowledge is Christ. The second knowledge is God. Those two things. So they are not talking about the raw God and raw Christ. They are talking about their knowledge, which is how they transfer themselves into men. Amen. Amen. So through the knowledge. So sometimes, when we are talking about knowledge, many people think it's about, I want to know the Lord. I want to know the Lord. They have this image of you sitting down in your room in your corner locked up and always praying to Jesus. Lord, I want to know you. And then Jesus will just come and say, Oh, my daughter, my son, I have come to show myself to you. See? I see. Look, look at me. I will bless you. Walk with me. Walk with me. And I will use you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to walk with you. And then, as they are walking every day, the Lord Jesus said, to, The Lord said to me that I should turn to my right and move into the house next, next to me. And I obeyed. And when I moved there, I saw somebody lying down about to drink poison. And I quickly saved them. Amen. Why are you all laughing at me? <laughs> Amen. Now, we can call that part of our walk with God, right? But that in itself is not knowing the Lord. That is teaching about yielding to the Lord. There are 
those that those things is really still a preparatory teaching, right? Which you will use when you are growing up in the Lord. Amen. The purpose of teaching you how to use to the Spirit is so that when you begin to measure out things to your soul, for life and godliness to come in there, you know how to yield to them. Because those ones, there's, there's, the, where you, the same way you are yielding your body to the Holy Ghost to be led, you also let that is to train you on how to use your soul for leading. And how somebody grows spiritually is by leading that soul. Any soul that has not gone through leading can never grow spiritually. You can't. And that's why you notice when we are babes, Jesus would teach us a whole lot about yielding, learning the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost baptizing you, putting faith in you. Now, part of him telling you turn to that left, and you don't know, is also to install faith. Turn to left. And you're like, but I don't know. Why will you be telling me to turn? Okay. Let me obey. See, let me. That thing is a training. But we love it so much. It's so sweet. Because of the wine of it. It's so sweet that we assume that as well Christianity because secretly we like being heroes. See, see Superman. Eh? The reason why he's selling is that is because all of us like to be like Superman. One way or the other, we want to be Superman. See, the same way Superman will just show gang, gang, bullets will shoot, just get get chest all the bullet out. And then, just use one hand, carry something, throw it, bah! and then arrest it. And say, police, here are the culprits. Take them. And then you're like, yay, somebody saved the day! Yay! We like praise. Hmm? Because we love, the reason why we like being heroes is because we love praise of men. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny thing. See that praise of men. Many people think it's only associated with ministry. Or maybe preachers. Or maybe pastors. It's not a title or it's not a, it's not a profession-based issue. It's a soul issue. Just yeah? that wherever they install you, it can manifest anyhow. So if maybe you are in ministry, then it can manifest there. If you are not there, you are in your place of work, it can show. Sometimes there's you no, know, there's that you want to be better when you when you show there's that face whereby when they see you want them to recognize you as an expert, it's made, you know. And then maybe on LinkedIn you begin to put all your no, no, I'm not saying on LinkedIn you can't put your designation, but no, no, but so, some people, you see that designation, they, the reason why they are putting it there, so that LinkedIn, so that see, see, I'm a professional, CCPA, CPPPA, IAATA, you know, you put all of them there. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a pride. I'm not, I'm not saying the person is, it's like a pride. You know the way your, our parents can be happy that you're a doctor, and they'll be telling you their friends, see my son is a doctor. And you notice that, you notice that before that son or daughter became a doctor, the parent as you must become a doctor. Yeah. You must become a doctor. Ah, you must become study medicine. Study medicine. The reason why they are really, really saying it's not necessarily because they really, really like you. They like you. They love you. <laughs> right. 
they want you to they want, see okay, let, let me be extraing it part of it is that they, they know that if you become a doctor you'll be rich you can take care of them then the next one is that when they, when they are outside talking with their friend, they can point to you, that's my son, that's my daughter. <laughs> oh, have you seen Dr. John? Or have you seen Dr. Titi? Mm-hmm. Oh my, that's Dr. Titi. Dr. Titi is awesome. Oh, as in, if you know what Dr. Titi has been doing. Now, all those things, he started, I mean, that, well, I print this for you, boss, but you can't, it's, we know, we know why. Because it shows. Maybe after maybe you now become that doctor, yeah. right? Now begin to see how they begin to talk to their friends, and we too that they are talking about, we like it because even though we are saying I'm mommy now, don't. But we like the fact that they are using us to do guy. <laughs> to us too is a kind of pride. Also, please, ah, how am I talking like this? Jesus is Lord. What's the time? It's like I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is today. What am I talking about? Are we like? Are we blessed today at all? It's like we're just we're just talking about soul. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, what, what what you now realize is that there's a there's a whole lot wrong with the soul that we don't know. Certain certain righteousnesses, things, all kinds of things that has become normal, right? And the, the, the only thing that is now abnormal to us are, are things that religion has painted to us as what is not right. They will now realize that maybe so-called serious Christians, what they consider as problem is that, oh, you don't go to church, you don't pray, um, you don't serve God, um, you, put, you put pastor around your name, you know, those, are, those, are, those are the kind of issues that you begin to see, but those are not those are not those are not the real, real issue of the soul. Whether you are in uh, a walk, or whether you are in church, or whether you are outside, whether you are in ministry, or you are not, you notice that the soul can misbehave anywhere. It can misbehave anywhere. And then sometimes we can now we can now we can now add pride. Yeah? We can hide pride on that just bold. Now I'm not saying we should not be bold. Because now I have to balance this thing so that we are not we are not saying that oh because I'm bold. There's nothing wrong with being bold, right? But when you remove when being bold is not just for the purpose of doing what you are doing well. Something else attached to it. As long as what that thing you are thinking about is not about you becoming better, something else is attached to it. That's the issue. So, in short, most of most of the problems we have in this world, what you most of us call karma, is not even karma. The issue is that we are karma. The thing itself may not be worse karma. Now, a typical, a typical example of that is how we have associated carnality to eh? associated carnality or a, a Christian then kinda if they like things in the world like like let's say cars, house. Just I'm not saying they they are obsessed with it. I mean just pure 
Or let me put it, you, when you like something good, you know, you can like, oh, I like this table because it is strong, it is awesome, and it is quality, but very expensive. Some can mistake that for, ah, this, 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 people's, this person's, this person's taste. I know that person, they love high, high things. That person can be proud. Ah, they love person. Uh -huh. The issue there, you know. Everybody have their own issue. The person complaining has an issue, right? <laughs> and yeah. although the person that is liking the thing could or may not have an issue, in the sense that if they sincerely just like that quality, if they can afford it, no problem. Where well, problem lies again is not that you take that kind of thing. I, you are, people, I can be big. He said that we know it's quality, but the reason why you want it is not because it is quality really. Is that when you get it, you can you can brag that that thing I bought is very, it's an expensive stuff. Okay, well, all all kinds of issues in the soul. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me let me quickly retrace back so that I can round up. To the, I don't know why I'm talking like this. Oh Lord Jesus, time has gone, and I honestly you're not you're not even near anything I want to say. Well, I near it's small share, but Amen. So there are two knowledges, according to Second Peter, there are two knowledges that need to be, that we ought to come into through the knowledge of God and also Jesus, our Lord, right? So those are two knowledges that must be installed in a soul. So, and that is, uh, when we are learning the Lord Jesus, that is how Jesus comes, into it. So when he says in John 14, I will come to you. How he come is through knowledge. As you can see here in verse 2, peace and grace and peace multiply unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Then later he says in verse 3, according as, as his divine power hath given unto us all things pertaining unto life and godliness. Through knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So we must come into knowledge. Knowledge. So knowledge is very, 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 very essential. Now, this this knowledge area, right? When we get born again, we don't come near this area. Right? What will come near is faith. Which really is to get you and I. Yeah? To get you and I to be coming to to face mm. the Lord God, just to face Him, mm. right? According to Hebrews, that I was going to read, did I even read it? I don't think I read it. Did I? Hebrews chapter six. I think I'm jumping all over the place. God help me so that I can get, I can gather my mind together. Amen. But. I guess the reason is because I'm unexpectedly redirected to start talking about that, you know, the importance of meditating upon the word. Amen. Uh, it is very, very, I mean, that thing, don't joke with you too. That thing is what is, is something that should be natural to you. You should carry it about. It's a skill which when you learn it well, you practice it well, as you, it, it, will be, it will be easier to grow. It will be easier to come into understanding. It will be easier for things to sit 
on you and me spiritually. Understanding is very important, though. Important. Very important. Amen. So, according to Hebrews, Hebrews here in chapter chapter six says that. Let us therefore, so therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, right? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, right? Not laying again the principle, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith towards God. Amen. Now, now this here it says the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Now, Mahato Fenemaha, if I want to repeat re, re, restate this thing, what it actually means is the principles of the knowledge of Christ. So chapter 6, verse 1. So therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ can be rewritten as Therefore, leaving the principles of the knowledge of Christ. Why? Because doctrine is associated with knowledge. Why? Doctrine is the teaching. Amen? Amen. Doctrine is a teaching. And what do you teach? You teach a knowledge. Teach an understanding. So when, what is this understanding? It is Christ. So leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Now, I'm not talking, and this Christ here is not talking about the physical Jesus Christ. Now, that physical Jesus is an embodiment of Christ. Yeah, Jesus embodied Christ. Christ is something in the spirit. It's something that, that when you hear Christ, right, is Christ is the anointed one. Is they are not that, that means something in the spirit. Amen. Amen. We ought to become anointed. Becoming anointed is really coming into God's life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to move forward to um, the reason why I mentioned this part. So this is the a knowledge, right? And then there is also the doctrine of God. Right, which is the teaching of God. Amen. Now, and that's what Isaiah, ah, sorry, Isaiah, is it, no, it's not 28. Isaiah 50. It's also in Romans that Paul began to talk about how beautiful upon the Is it 58? It sounds like Isaiah 58. How beautiful upon the mountain at the feet of them that bring it good tide. Is, is it Isaiah? Why am I, is, there's eight there. Something is something I, I know in my spirit I'm seeing it. I don't know. Is it eight? Something eight. Is it fifty-eight? Scholars, Bible scholars. Is it two? I was totally wrong. I was, oh, am I thinking of it? Something, uh, it's like Isaiah 28 is in my head for some reason. The two verse. 
He says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that, pub that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Amen. Now, there's two things they are mentioning here. Good tidings, right? And then good tidings of good. Those two, those two is referring to the, the knowledge we heard earlier in Second Peter chapter 2, chapter 1, sorry, which says of the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? The knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ is the, is the, is the learning of the good tidings, right? The, the learning of God is the learning of good tidings of good. Amen? So when we learn good tidings of good, we are actually learning God, right? So good tidings is almost like good news, right? And what you see that is coming with all these things are words, teachings, good news. News is an information for you, right? So news is an information for you, right? Teaching of doctrine is also an information for you, right? These knowledge are what? Are informations in the spirit, right? Now, how you get this information is very, very essential because to get this knowledge, you need to get, you need to break through in the spirit, into the knowledge. Now, how? You begin to meditate upon the word. When you meditate upon the word, you get breakthrough into the spirit. Then the Holy Ghost begin to move upon the word and begin to lift the doctrine. You begin to lift the letters. You begin to teach you Bible. See, Holy Ghost needs to teach you Bible. The Bible is not, or the scripture is not a, our biology textbook. And it's not my own math or further math textbook. It's not. So you can't, be, you can't read Bible as if you are reading biology. Right, because they are, it's like a, oh, oh, I can't use the word. It's like a shrine, but not a shrine. Like there's, there's, there's something spiritual about this, which means that, that if you don't approach the book that way, that this is actually something spiritual. If you don't approach it that way, you don't think that you are just studying this book. When you read Bible, all you read is. Uh, the Bible, my book of Bible stories. In short, some of us don't even need to read Bible. You just need to go and carry that to my book of Bible story. I just read. And that's all. Finish. There's no need. You don't need to even stress yourself and kill yourself that you're not reading your Bible every day. Just, just go and carry my book of Bible stories. Don't just for kids. Just carry, read it, and then you'll be okay. And you know when you read it, you always learn the lesson. Oh yes. David went up to Goliath. And then, some of us, you know, the way I used to feel when I read this book, honestly, then, when I was young, you know, I, I like my book of Bible stories. You know why? Number one, I like that yellow cover at the back. It's so colorful. Then when you now look, I like the way they illustrated all the images. Then, when you now begin to read it, there's the way the story feels. So sweet. It's like, it's like, it's like night tales. The same way they used to tell us all those nights. That's the way I used to see them. I mean, I'm not saying it's a waste, though, because, of course, it left an impression in my heart, right? Of course. But I'm saying that some of us, when we have, when we have grown, we don't want to leave that thing. It's not to be reading my book of Bible stories. Amen. Inside Bible. And, of course, some of us, our hearts, the way we shall, 
I'm pretty sure we're not like that because because I'm pretty sure that we sincerely just love God and want to learn. Why? Because if not, we won't be here hearing the word of God. So in case you are beating yourself that you don't like Bible, no, 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 it's a lie. Don't let it, don't let don't let Satan beat you. Amen. 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 The fact that you are sitting to even hear the word alone is a, is a proof that you love God. Amen. Amen. So those knowledges, the Holy Ghost needs to bring it to us. That's the way they bring it to you. So we need to learn. And they need to bring that information to you. Now, what they need to bring to you is, 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 is spiritual information. Right? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a natural information. You know, the same, the way, the way you can, the way you can read your biology textbook and you see one, you, you see one, one particular vocabulary there. That if you don't understand it, the entire book becomes meaningless to you. Then I'm like, I don't understand what this book is saying. Why you not say you don't understand? What's wrong there? No, really, I don't get what they're saying. Why you not check, check, check? You know, the reason why they don't understand is not that they actually don't understand. It's because they don't understand what was written down there. They've been reading and reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. They read, 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 read. But you've been reading this. Why don't you? I just don't understand. Okay. You know you don't realize that the issue is that when you are reading it, you are partially present, partially absent. absent. Hey. So when you are reading the book, maybe when you are reading, for every house you got that is built by some man, you are not there. But <laughs> he that built all things God is God. You now realize that, that, that's the verse I'm reading. Now realize, ah, I don't understand what this Bible, what this passage mean now. You see the issue is that <laughs> we are not there. So but we want a hundred percent result with fifty percent fifty percent effort. It doesn't work that way. Now, now, I, now, I'm not saying that you will read these Bible passages word for word and you will get it, but at at least make sure that you are present for all of the lines. It happens to me in the sense that. Sometimes I'm reading something. When I'm reading it, sometimes it could be flowing sweet. Ah, I'm understanding. Sometimes I'm reading it. Sometimes ah, I don't get. I don't get it. When I say that, I just calm myself down. But come you know why you are not getting this thing? I said it's true. Why? Every time that happens to me, it's because I am running in my mind. I am racing. So as I'm reading it, as I'm reading, I'm not really reading it. As I'm reading, it, because I'm racing. I'm not really, really, really doing it. I keep reading, I keep reading. I, oh, I think then I realize, okay, calm down. The word is not going to need. Wow. Start reading it and understand every statement. So when I read it, I understand the statement. Then all of a sudden it makes sense. Right? So that's even in the natural, that's even in the natural one. I can't come to not think of spirit, the spiritual, the spiritual uplifting or the understanding of the word. It is labor. To get things, and Holy Ghost made it such, so that it is only those that seek that will find. If you don't seek, you don't find. Don't think you just carry the things of God Bible and just read it and just grace through it and go away, and then all of a sudden you get no. It's labor. First of all, you need to read it to understand what is written. Then, 
Mm. You need to engage the spirit. Mm. And you need to be actively engaging the spirit. spirit. Don't don't worry too much about getting every Mm. single thing line by line, one for one. Mm -mm. If all of a sudden the Holy Spirit wants to give you an understanding concerning something, if it's so funny that Holy Spirit might want to teach you faith, it won't start by teaching you faith. You just start by picking up a random thought about believing. You can just look up a random thought. Do you know why it's important to believe God for things? Maybe that when you believe, or or you can start telling. Do you know you can believe God for things? Eh, hmm, I can believe God for things. So what kind of things? Okay, you know you can believe God for this. this, this. You believe God for this one. Then you believe, then it happened. It happened. Then later, all of a sudden, you believe God. God said, "Do you know what faith is? Faith is the evidence of things. Was is substance of things? All for the evidence of things. Not saying, oh wow, yes, it's all. Oh yes, faith is the substance of things. Yeah. That thing didn't just happen." Yes. See all the all these leading where it has been taking you is so that you can end up in an understanding. So God knows how to put things together, arrange things. Eh? But some of us we are more spiritual than God. In Father of Spirit, we are more spiritual than the Father of Spirits. Amen. Let me not spend time too much. I feel like I'm, I'm spending too much time. And then I just have to move forward. Amen. But in summary, right regarding this aspect of understanding or, or meditating, the, one of the one of the reasons for that is to break through into the world of God. See that world of knowledge. There's there's a world of knowledge where things are stored, right? That world is meant for the soul because the soul is also a world of knowledge. So the word of knowledge in the soul needs to break through into the word of knowledge, which is of God, where God stores his things that is meant for man, for the purpose of God coming into a man. Amen. So they will arrange things. They will, they will, they will, they will, they will make sure you, you knock on the door. So that meditating is really is knocking on heaven's door. Think, think. You notice that when you meditate on something, it may not, it may not, it may not even be scripture. Just meditating on maybe an understanding, maybe yes, something sir. you got from scripture. Yes, sir. Then you notice that will move you into the scripture. But notice, what, however, Holy Spirit starts with you, you must end up in scripture. So the purpose is so that you can exercise, right? So, maybe today you had faith, right? Maybe we, God taught us faith. And all of a sudden, you just find God bringing the thought to you during the week. Meditate on the beginning. See, yes, don't ever assume you've known. That's the thing. Yes, sir. In short, that thing is meekness needed to grow. Yes, sir. Because the moment you assume you've already mm. defeated yourself, from God break, moving you into His understanding. You notice that the heart, the heart is required. So today, you know, you, you, you know, let's say God has taught us faith. We know what faith is, right? In short, I could have said, I know what faith is, and just say, okay, what faith is? What faith is? I'll teach you what faith is right now, and then let's go. No, 
most of the time when we are looking at those words, I'm not just thinking of it like that. I'm looking at it as if I want to learn afresh. So allow Holy Spirit bring the thought afresh. So I just, I just, just oh, but that doesn't mean that the understanding of faith that I had before is wrong or is useless or is gone. No. God is making things renewed. I can tell you, eh? Even if it's only faith, you want to learn from now till you die. I can bet with you that God can teach you that thing from now till you die. And it will be new every morning. Is it strange? Now, the purpose of that is that there are many ways things can be put together in this world. It's almost, almost, almost like a manifestation of eternal life, like the, the eternal nature of God. Right? Whereby, when you begin to search, you can't find the end. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't pinpoint. But what it wants to teach you is, let me just say faith. So, it can, God can teach men faith for eternity. <laughs> faith, faith, faith. But, of course, God has something in mind. I mean, I don't want, it's only, it's all only faith I have. I have many things. But we now realize that that one person that God invested in for years will bet a seed that will continue and bring forth the thing that God wants to teach next. Then maybe that one carry that seed, then God will. That's how we've journeyed to where we are today. Right? Amen. So, I guess I have spent time enough to make sure I will, ah! I feel sad, Sha. That, but let me not feel sad, because wait, I, 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 I think I'm, I'm not doing well because Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, already said that He wants to teach us <laughs> things concerning, and, and and I don't know why, he just wanted to teach that. Maybe you guys would can tell me, but I just felt I needed to explain that a bit. But take time to meditate upon the word. It's a habit. I know we've said it before. Now, the thing is, mm. if I assume because we've said it before, I should not say it again, mm. then me, myself, I'm not making enough in the sense that I'm assuming. It's an, it's an assumption. But we don't work with that. We work with what God wants to do. You know how God brings deliverance to a soul in many ways, not just one way. Maybe God wants to deliver us from not being able to meditate. He can say it one billion times. Because he knows that something is, has not yet shifted in the soul. Yeah. So please, spend time. And when you begin to do it, don't worry. Satan is going to come for you. <laughs> what I mean that is to discourage you from yes, doing it. Yes, anything, even if it is two minutes, the moment the thing mm. comes, the moment you feel... The moment you feel the need to meditate or something comes, it's, it's, it's the same way Holy Spirit reminds you of things. Yeah. You bring you bring it to, to your thought. Hmm. That thing about faith. Then take time. Just begin to meditate on the thing you know about it. What God is saying about it. Sometimes if we just bring it by scripture, then begin to meditate on that scripture. Begin to meditate on that scripture. Maybe there's a there's another way God wants to explain that thing to you. Amen. You know, that each time you think about it, Holy Spirit can be reinforcing one understanding for years. He doesn't mind doing that, but we, we can get to discourage and think, I know God just, God has taught me this one. Why do I have to think about it again? You've already cheated yourself. A blessing. Amen. Because God, God, is, God is looking more for a stature. 
right? A statue is what is building, not just religious people that all they want to do is just shout hallelujah every day and they just speak in tongues and disappear. No. God is looking for a, a nature. Amen. So, how we got here is because we wanted to read Hebrews, right? And I think we read it, talking about the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Actually, I've touched a little bit about what I wanted to say. Because a whole lot about this understanding, this meditation again, I mean, one of, one, I think we'll still talk about it again. In the sense that it is an integral part of the teachings of the faith of the Son. Or it's part of the tool that faith of the Son uses. But that tool is actually something that we actually learn while we are babes. In Christ or in Jesus, Amen. When we are new in the faith, you notice that meditating on the word is not something they teach later. It's almost as if it's something you learn when you are in milk of the word. When we are babes in Christ, it's something we learn. But there's something that thing adds to us when we begin to move into the faith of the Son. God will help us. We would be able to get there so that we can explain that area. But I see, I see that. God just wanted us to maybe emphasize on that a bit today. And because of time, I don't think I'm going to I'm going to spend much time talking about it. But I don't know. Maybe somebody is praying that we should not move forward yet with this faith of the Son. I don't understand. I don't know. Is there somebody praying here that we should not talk about this faith of the Son? Because for, for days now, I've been held back now. I've not, you know, I've not really moved into it really. And last Tuesday, the same thing I said. About this, way, we have talked to them later. About it. it was towards the end we started talking about, it, and then we got to this Galatians two twenty, and then now we are stuck in this Galatians two twenty for almost two two meetings now. Amen. If you are praying secretly, <laughs> secretly that we should, we should, we should, we should still maybe God should help. Well, maybe God is answering somebody's prayer. So let me know. Let me not say anything to that. Amen. Amen. But how many of us really, really want to? Are, are we curious about faith of the Son yet? We are very curious. Maybe God wants to increase, you know. Yes. It's like it's like you know, you know, you know, you know God is very interesting. Yes, in the sir. sense that is most of the character you see on the earth today, some of we got it from God somehow. Mm. See advertisement. Nobody can advertise better than God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't think so? Nobody. Mm. See that advertisement. He set up perverted it to bring it out in the natural. It's, some, it's God that knows. God knows. Wow, God is. Do you know what advertisement is almost like things about mysteries? Yeah. So God knows how to advertise. God knows how to give teasers. You see in movies, it's the teaser that want to that want to make sure you go to the movies to go and watch it. It's a way of making money, Abby. They will teach you, teach you, teach you, like, ah, okay, I'm going to see that movie. Then you will be willing to pay your money. Okay, good. So, God only goes know how to tease you and I too. Tease, 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 so that it will almost all of a sudden, like, it's almost as if it's generating desire, desire, desire. Then all of a sudden, God release. Yeah. Then the upon the soul. Mm. Understanding knowledge. Now realize that all these things he has been teaching us mm. is actually to build ground, foundation, so that we can understand this these things very well. Amen. So, where I wanted to to, to, to teach is to teach that Galatians um, 2 says faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, so there is that emphasis there that there is a faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we've learned faith towards God, which we read in Hebrews chapter 6, right? Moving on from the principles of the doctrine, let us what? Move on to perfection. Not later on again, right? Can somebody help me read it? Because of time. Somebody will read it. Then we'll read another scripture. Then we'll... Ah! What is that? I'm always reading scripture and then we're always closing. Russia, people will have to bear with me anyways. So... <laughs> Uh, bear my body. Maybe it's my my shortcoming. Forgive me. Amen. So let me read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 again. Let us move on, on unto, unto perfection. perfection. Okay. Not again the okay. Towards God. Let's start there. And of faith towards God. Now, if you have time, read the rest of the things he said about what you'll notice that what encapsulates all of them is that faith towards God. Because you'll not notice that the, re- the reason for repentance from dead works is to, is to face it towards God. Right? Faith towards God is re- the main purpose of that faith is to just make you start looking at God. Because we are not looking at God before we get born again. Then, Holy Ghost shift us. We start looking at God. I'm talking about spiritually, not just, you know, the physical. So, you know what I mean? Spiritually, our soul needs to be positioned in such a way that it's facing towards God. And that's the reason for learning faith, right? Believe in God. Trust God for things. All that is facing us towards God. Now, that faith is not the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That faith is the faith that is in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So because it is the faith the Holy Spirit teaches. Now, this faith of the Son, it is still the Holy Spirit that will teach that faith. But, it's, but it is a... Ah, now I'm careful with what I say because some people might be listening to me and they don't understand what I'm saying. But the same Holy Spirit which is the Spirit of God, right? Which teaches you the faith in the Holy Spirit. Now, the faith in the Holy Spirit that it is teaching, right, is a doctrine. So the faith in the Holy Spirit is talking about the, the person of the Holy Spirit, that stature of the Holy Spirit. When they put it inside the man, what it should be seen in is faith. Right? So there is faith in the nature of the Holy Spirit, if there's something we can call that. But, of course, I'm just using words to paint something tangible to you, but Holy Spirit is not a nature. But Holy Spirit can install natures in men. Amen. So, the faith in the Holy Spirit is the faith towards God that we learn because it turns us towards God. Now, it is that faith, right, that makes us to be spiritually inclined. That's the word I use. Right? Now, the only thing Holy Spirit can do to you is to, is to incline you spiritually by teaching you faith, right? Now, when the same Holy Spirit has grown, when the structure of the Holy Spirit inside you has grown into the Lord, then it begins to introduce you into the faith of the Son, which is, a, which is the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the key word there is Lord Jesus Christ. There's, there's two names there. 
Jesus Christ, the Lord. So, Lord is always associated with Christ. So, in those names, right, in the Lord Jesus, they're actually telling you about two two, two things, two knowledges you will learn. Jesus Christ. So, when we get born again, what Holy Spirit is teaching us is Jesus. That is why you know that is where we learn to use the name Jesus. Well, because when we get born again, we learn to learn the, the name Jesus. So how? Holy Spirit started teaching us about Jesus by saying, you know that in Jesus' name you can heal the sick. You know that in Jesus' name you can raise the dead. Now, all the manifestation of the gift is actually the expression of Jesus in the spirit. Well, because when you talk about Jesus. Is a name in the spirit. Now, the meaning of that name is not just Jesus. There is something that that thing means in the spirit. Right? So, for example, there's a reason why this thing is called phone and this is called book. Right? And when I say, please, can you get me a book? You give me this book. You don't give me this phone. Right? Now the reason because is that there is something this book is. And you know that. Okay, this thing is called a book. Does that make sense? And you know that this thing, on this other hand, is called a phone. Right? It is people that are ignorant that you say, get me a, a, a book. They will bring the phone. It will tell you that they don't know what that thing is. Just like a child that is growing, they have no clue what a phone is or what a book is. But they can they they, they see a phone every day. Why tell them, get me a phone and that child has not learned what a phone is. That that child is not going to bring you a phone. Right? So what I'm trying to say is that there's something that that name Jesus is. And that name is the name we were learning when we get born again. Or that is named by which we were baptized. But we need to be baptized into the name of the Son. Right? And that's and the baptism into the name of the Son. Remember Matthew 28. Is it 28? Say baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit. Right? Coming into the baptism of the Son. What opens that up is the learning of faith of the Son of God. Amen. Now, when we move into learning of the faith that is in the Lord Jesus. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The faith inside, we begin to move to learn that. Right? We begin to learn a life. Right? So, faith of the Son is a life. Amen. It is a life. It is a faith in Jesus. Now, Romans, I'm paraphrasing, and I'll go, and I'll close, because our time is fast spent. So, faith, ah, I hope I'm not confusing you guys, because it's like, I'm just, it's like now I'm just starting to teach. Yeah? So, there is, a, there is a faith in the Lord. I guess, I guess what the... The key point I'm reading now is that there is a faith in the Lord Jesus. If you can, at least if you can get that, then I'm okay. Then we can continue maybe on Saturday. 
There is a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that faith means something. Right? There's a faith in him. That faith has a purpose. That faith has an intention, has a goal. Amen. It is the faith heaven has wrought in Christ for you and I. That if we can take that faith, live it, it will get us to a point in salvation called sanctification. Amen. Amen. So, God took a life, right? Or Christ. There's a life in the spirit. Now, the purpose for that life is because they needed to upgrade men. Remember we were having a discussion earlier or when we were talking about faith, we said that when Adam was made or created, inside him right, is the knowledge of the faith of the son, all those things, right? Inside him, because he's an everlasting man, right? What you need to learn now is just eternal life, right? He was a living soul it should eat of the tree of life, inherit life eternal, and that's it. But he fell. And when he fell, he fell below. Right? Inside him, faith was removed. Now, because he fell to the flesh, right? Because he fell, now sin began to reign, Right? And as a result, man became flesh. Right? According to Genesis chapter 6. For he also has become flesh. So my spirit shall no longer strive with man. So because he became flesh, there's a need to raise the flesh back to spirit. Now, what God uses to raise the flesh back eh, to the spirit or to become spiritual and eventually become the living son, right? What the two what uh, the, the work God used, right? Is called faith of the son. Right? Or Christ. Let me use the word Christ. Right? Christ is the work God has set to raise us back from flesh into the living son. Amen. Now, if not because we fail there would have not been any need for Christ. There would have been no need for Christ. But Christ is the bridging gap between what God created and where we are falling to. You can't just lift a flesh to become spiritual. You need to turn that flesh to become spiritual. So, and Christ is what God pre. What God prepared to make is the man spiritual. Because God is spirit. We felt from, from being spiritual. From being spirit. No, I mean, I'm not talking about our uh, no man is a spirit. I'm talking about nature inside us. Right? We fell. So God needs to raise us back. So what God used is Christ. Now, the beginning of learning Christ, right, is when we now begin to learn faith of Christ, that is faith of the Son, because the Son there is Christ, right? 
So when we begin to learn faith of Jesus, so what we are learning is a faith inside of him. Not just faith believing God for things or move mountain. That is different. But there's a faith inside Jesus which men must live by. Amen. So I'm going to read I'm going to read that Galatians and then we'll go home. Because time has gone and I felt that I've really, really taken you guys' time a bit. I don't know. But today's teaching is more about, you know, giving ourselves. Please meditate on the word. Anyways, so I read verse verse uh, 16, Galatians 2, 16. It says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the Lord, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. I mean, if you look at the language, they didn't say by faith. They would have, if it's just by believing God for things, they would just say by faith. But they have to qualify it by the faith of Christ. That, what, what that really means is that that faith is not everywhere. And also that faith actually means something. And that faith is actually inside Christ. And the only place you can get that faith is in Christ. So if you don't learn Christ, forget just forget about that faith. Yes. It's not it's not using Jesus' kind of faith to get things. You know, sometimes there can be teaching that says there's not the same way we say Zoe, God kind of life. Because that's saying just kind of God kind of faith. God kind of faith. See, God's kind of faith is actually for life. It's not for to get things. Because I know, ah, maybe, I, I don't know why it's just coming to me to, right now. Because I remember there's a time, there's a, there's a teaching about God kind of faith. Now, God kind of faith is not, it's not that Jesus, God said to, let there be light, and there was light. Right? Meaning God kind of faith, you can, you can also believe God so much. I'm not saying you can. I mean, you can, you can also believe, you can believe, learn faith to that degree. But that faith... Is still faith towards God. Not faith of the Son. So the faith of the Son is talking about the learning of a life. Right? It's not talking about how you use faith for things. So faith of the Son is actually talking about... So we transition from learning about how to use faith for things and all those things. We now transition to using faith, to learning a, a different faith entirely, but upon the foundation of that one. Amen. So, this faith of the Son here is talking about faith inside Jesus, which is a provision for you and me for a life. So, he now said in verse 17, said, But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Say, For if I build again the things which I destroyed and make myself a transgressor, for I thought, for I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live of it. And I say that I might live. Not notice that what Paul began to emphasize is living, how to live, right? Now said, now moved forward. Now said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. another word, live. Yet not I, but Christ lived in me. You now notice that. It's not talking about Christ living inside him. 
right? And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in faith. Now, what this is saying is this, that Christ's death is linked to righteousness. But the but you know they be having conversation about the law. And I said, but the law, right, cannot bring forth righteousness. So therefore, if righteousness is by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Why? Because part of the reason for Christ's death and resurrection is to ensure that men can get this faith. Jesus grew into this faith. He used this faith to live before he got to the cross. But when it comes to the provision of this life to men, Jesus, there's a whole lot that God did. Jesus did by dying. A whole lot. Simply by him dying. See, everything Jesus became is, is a way of making it available to you and me. Through him. Amen. So if righteousness is by the, the come come by the Lord, then Christ. So now what I'm saying, what I, the reason why I'm mention, mentioning righteousness is because the faith of the Son is linked to righteousness. In short, because as I said, faith of the Son is a life uh, mostly, right? But it's a life you must learn. So it's a life you must what? You must learn. Now, I know we might be waiting for me to bring out a passage that talks about faith of the Son is that you go to Mount Sinai and you sit for three days and after three days, look to the sky, an angel will descend and appear to you and then when it appear to you, it's going to give you three letter words and then it was first word is this, second word is the third word. Therefore, this is the faith. That's not how it is. It's the learning. Now, you come into that learning by a lifestyle. A life you live. Now, which, now, how God begins to teach you how to live that life eh, is by revealing righteousness to you or righteousnesses. Because you notice what they are saying in these Galatians here is that the righteousness, there's a righteousness that is of faith, Right? Then Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. But yes, not I, but Christ liveth in me. You notice this is what he says. He says, Christ liveth in me. And here's the sincere truth. Christ is not yet living in many souls. What we claim is really Holy Spirit in ours. Now, Holy Spirit, you know, and I think I mentioned this, right? Holy Spirit does not dwell in your soul. Holy Spirit is a provision in your spirit to facilitate the movement of Christ into a soul. So, man is spirit, soul, body. Christ must be installed in a soul. We mean there's a knowledge of God, there's a knowledge of Christ that must be installed in the soul of man. Holy Spirit just must facilitate it. However, Holy Spirit does not move into the soul Right? It is Christ that moves. Because he said in John 14, I will come to you. Later when you read further, you now realize that that coming has to do with him living in you. Then you now later, later hear him say, if a man love me, he will keep my say, say, I will love him. 
They later now said that I and my father will come and make an abode with him. So there is Jesus coming to make an abode. Yeah. There is not Jesus and the father coming to make an abode inside the man. It's, wow. two, it's two different operations. It's not the same. But if Jesus does not come to live inside the man, now, that Jesus coming inside the man is not coming into your spirit. It's actually coming into your soul. Because I already make provision in, in resurrection or by getting born again in your spirit. Now, what they need to just download is they need to download into your soul. And how they will do that is through knowledge. Right? Is, this, is it clear now? So, faith of the son has to do with learning and knowledge, right? And living a life. So, you, ne- you learn a knowledge to live a life. Amen. Now, this knowledge is talking about the knowledge. Now, this knowledge is not just any knowledge. Ah, God help me. Because I'm trying to distinct between, you know, there's a way we talk about learning. There's a way we talk about learning things, and then there's a way we can easily just associate. Oh, I'm, le- I'm reading my Bible. I'm learning. I'm learning about ah, Jesus told me not to not to pull today, right? And there's you know, there, there are all kinds of knowledge we can learn, but this one is, is different, right? And then you now notice that they began to talk about Christ's person. So in that second Peter we read, you see pull the knowledge of him, right? Then in Ephesians chapter one. Verse 17. And that's what I began to talk about. Open the eyes of understanding that you may know. So open the eyes of our understanding, right? That we might. Ah! I'm paraphrasing. I don't know why my brain is paraphrasing. I think I'm rushing. That's why. Okay, it says. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, it says, I pray the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Him in the knowledge of him. So that him is a key part. Knowledge of him. Then you notice in Second Peter chapter 1, through the knowledge of him. See, they are talking about the same thing there. Amen? Now, the introduction to the knowledge of him is by you learning righteousnesses. Because you see here that the just, right, a man is justified by faith that is in Christ. The just shall live by faith. The life I now live, according to this passage, I live by the faith of the Son. Are you seeing the, how they are linking it together there? Right? I, the li- so there's a life that you need to live, which is the faith of the Son, right? I live by the faith of the Son. But the just must live by faith. Right? And the just, right? Are living by the faith that is in Christ. So the faith that is in Christ is what Paul says is living by. He's not saying that Christ is in him. Right? But Christ, I prefer you but Christ liveth in me. When Christ begins, that that when he said Christ is living in him, he's talking about a point in the spirit where Christ has fully been downloaded inside him. Amen. So when he's downloaded, the Christ is now living in because he was able to fulfill you know, what you know, Christ was talking about in that John 14. I think I'll read it just for, for clarity and then I think that's where I'll stop. But I have to come back to this Galatians because I can't end in John. 
Because if I end in John, I can't continue in John. I mean, I can, but I mean, I think it's easier to continue through that Galatians and then go to... Now, really what I wanted to move through is, is Romans. And I think that's where we'll move into. But it's Romans chapter 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 1 that we'll read. But let me read John 14 and I'll read verse uh, 18. It says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the words yet me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. You see what is, it's already given us the roadmap. Yeah. He that asks my commandment, I keep it then. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Amen. Then in verse 23, he said, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me, not, keepeth not my saying, and the word which blah, 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 blah. Now, you now notice in this verse 23 that he's not talking about one person anymore. In verse 21, he's talking about he that has my commandment, and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Right? And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You see? He will make manifest. That manifest is him coming to him, to the person that he mentioned in the verse uh, before that. It's in verse 18, right? Yeah. I will come to you. In that letter, so Judas said unto him, not his car, Lord, how is it that you will manifest unto how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father and my father will love him. And we will come. It's no longer I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And I said, We, the two, him and the father, will come. And make our abode. So, when the Father and the Son is coming, is for the purpose of making an abode. It means they want to come and live permanent, permanent site. The first, the reason for Christ manifesting Himself is to prepare the ground, so that Him and the Father, He, he will prepare the ground, build the house, then Him and the Father can come and dwell there. Simple. Now, if that Him and the Father coming to the soul is actually a knowledge, like I said, like I was explaining in that second Peter. Amen. Amen. So, that's just to show us about that aspect of Christ, right? And Christ living in, when Paul is saying Christ living in me, he's talking about I will manifest myself. What he manifests is for the purpose of Christ actually living. Amen. Amen. Then later, him and the Father Will come because when he's manifesting himself, he manifests is also the purpose of that manifestation is so that it can be downloaded into the soul through knowledge. So now, how do they initiate somebody into the faith of the son? Is by teaching them a knowledge, the knowledge of him that they just talked about. The knowledge of him. 
the knowledge. So they teach someone the faith that is in the Lord Jesus. Now, what does that knowledge look like? It's actually to teach you righteousness. The first knowledge you learn is righteousness. How? You all of a sudden begin to come into awareness of certain things that is lawful for you in the spirit and unlawful for you in the spirit. Checks, balances. You know before, the way God leads you is, hmm, that place I don't feel like going. I think there's something. Ah, it's not just that alone. All of a sudden, they begin to, you, the same feeling, the same way they are leading you there, they begin to switch the operation. And then all of a sudden, they begin to give you the don't go there kind of feeling to certain actions you want to take, certain behaviors you want to do. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Some things normally that is normal, like even in the natural circular world, is normal. It's simple. Somebody slap me, slap yourself back. Or somebody slap you, don't talk to them again. Then Holy Spirit can then begin to make that clearer and say, okay, walk in love. You know, different things that Holy God can begin to teach you to take you off what you think is right. Or what, what you, what's inside. The, very simple. The, thing, the little, little things that make you angry. Because you love to do it and somebody else is not doing it. God is going to start showing you how that thing is an issue for you and not a standard in scripture. It's, like, it's as simple as, you know the reason, if you like putting a pen in a particular part, right? And you always love people to do that. If people don't do it, you can get angry. The reason why we are getting angry is because putting pen in that particular place is a lot to you. Mm. It's your own righteousness. Wow. So if people don't do it, you can get angry. Mm. So it takes Holy Ghost to make you see, see that thing. It's not a law in the spirit. It's just righteousness. Your own, your own righteousness. Give it away. You now realize that if that thing you you remove it, it does not stop you from entering the kingdom of God. Yeah. That you because people did not put that plan there, right? They should put it to, and then, and then people do not put it. All of, you now realize that when they didn't put it there, the word it don't come to an end. Yeah. And sincerely, sincerely inside you, no one dot or d dot has been removed from you. Mm-hmm. And that one too, God has helped me. Look, before I used to be very, very particular about certain things. Now, if it's happened, thank God. If not, I'm not going to die. That's how I take it in my heart. But that does not mean that I will not still mention it. Though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might try and just mention it that please, can you help me? I mean, especially if it's a process that helps me get things done faster, I will try and beg so that that thing, please, can you pray, please, I beg in the name of Jesus, please, you know, do this. Simple, right? And it's not fight. If you don't do it, I'm not going to kill you. Life's not going to end. In case maybe anybody's wondering. Ah, oh, maybe if we don't do this, maybe I, I mean, of course, I mean, part of life is that if you know somebody likes doing certain things, you know, you might want to help in that way. Forget what I've said. That's it. The summary, the summary, the summary is very, is this: the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Meaning that what makes us angry, wrath, that those wrath, right, is not God's righteousness. Most of the things that get us angry is our own righteousness. And God needs to open our eyes to see them. Because right now, 
your righteousness, my righteousness is law. And if Holy Spirit does not help any of us, we can we will be blinded to that. Because it's already a righteousness to you. Why should you change it? So in our own compass, it is right. So what God wants to really correct are many right things that we think is right, but are just foundations of religion, are just foundations of rudiments, are just foundations of tradition of men, are just all put together of philosophy. Hmm? Things that you can't use. When Jesus comes like this and you move into the heavens, you can't use it there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just say God just permit you to move into the spirit and just move into heaven. The present one will just move there now. You now realize that there are many things that you carry up on now, you can't use it there. Yeah, maybe you just realize you have a dream. You now realize that it's even your thoughts you're using to communicate, it's not even your mouth. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, if, if it's just your thoughts and angels can read your thoughts, I mean, of course. You know, this, you know the way it's like telepath. You see an angel will just look at you and then he's talking to you. You don't know how, you don't know how the information is getting, but it's getting to you. How many of us have the same dreams like that before? And you just notice that in the, in, maybe you dreams an angel just appeared and then in the dream, the angel is talking to you, but the angel is not opening mouth. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Amen. I'm just saying pretty much that There's a whole lot of things we have considered right. In short, by the norm of the world, not just the world alone, even by the norm of Christianity, it seems right. But it's not. I now notice that some of those things are the limitations in loving. Now notice that you can't, can't, there's a way you should love a brother or a sister, but you can't love them the way you should because there's shortcomings in, yeah. in in judgment, in righteousnesses. Yeah. So God, when God wants to start removing all those problems, yeah. He'll start by teaching you yeah. the concept of righteousness. He'll begin to he'll begin to show you how to live by faith. How to live by faith. Mm-hmm. Not living by the faith towards God to get things, but living by faith of the Son of God. Amen. Faith of the Son. That's what it is. So that's it for today. Any question? I know nobody will ask question because I spent a lot of time explaining this thing too much. Oh wow, wow, wow! Time has gone. I apologize, guys. And I, I thought I was running up. Ah, God will help us. Amen. Let us begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for how you've helped us tonight. Thank you for how you led us. You want to teach of your word tonight. Be that exalted, Lord. Let us begin to appreciate God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for how you helped us to learn of your, your word tonight. We say we are exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. But I will pray, O oh Lord, that even the, the workings of these things, the, the understanding of this thing, we ask that you will bring it into our spirit Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for understanding, for clarity. We, ask, we pray, Lord, that you begin to make these things come alive in us 
you will reanimate these things in our spirit, even in our soul, in the mighty name of Jesus. That we pray for help, give us grace, mercy, even to discern and understand and to chew even on these things which you've said in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.